1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
2: Hello, and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman. Broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a weekend preview for you all. We've got NWSL Action to give you some picks, and we've also are going to welcome Women's Super League. So we're very excited to chat about that on Attacking Third Moving Forward. So that's your reminder. Women's Super League is here. It's back this weekend. We're going to get into it, and you can stream all the matches on Paramount+. Plus. Reminder for you all that you can watch all of our Attacking Third episodes, previews, recaps, interviews on YouTube. Please subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live, youtube.com slash attacking third. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Good morning, Sandra. I am good. Um, Yeah, I can't believe
3: that. It's the weekend is, is here like I am I sound repetitive, but like we just had the international break and now we're back with NWSL. Of course, the Super League is here. I am just thrilled.
2: I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, grateful to you, as always, as my my colleague goes, because we're going a little early. Um, I'm uh, hey, okay. at another. I'm at another conference. Uh, the The work uh, never ends,
3: right? You're saving but, the world, Sandra. You're traveling the world. You're saving the world. You're You're recruiting the people from for I, CBS. You're I'm You're trying college. You're making us better here. <laughs> do what we
2: do for you. I'm tried. and you know what? And this is this is work, but it's also like fun for me because there's nothing I love more than. Uh, You know, chatting about the game with you, chatting about NWSL, and now we're going to be chatting about Women's Super League. Uh, We're going to be plugging that a little later in the episode, Uh, but... NWSL Action is back. We had a a little bit uh, of a break. There was an international window. We chatted a bit about uh, the United States women's uh, soccer team, them uh, going up against Nigeria, picking up the two wins. And there was some NWSL Action that took place. There was the rescheduled Match Day 3 game that took place between Gotham FC um, and North Carolina Courage. And there was also the introduction of the Copa Angelina between Mm -hmm. Angel City FC and the senior uh, Mexican Women's national team. Uh, congrats to them on winning the first inaugural cup on Helena, uh, and uh, you can catch the preview or excuse me the recap that we did uh, j- just the other day. But that meant the majority of other clubs throughout the league had a little bit of time off. But now they're back. Now they're back this weekend to go ahead and continue this. Really, what is the final stretch? Of yeah. the regular season, there is, quite frankly, it's less. I was going to say a month, but it's less than a month left remaining uh, in this regular season. Let's take a look at the slate of games uh, that are going to be taking place this weekend. All 12 clubs in action. We've got Orlando Pride versus Portland Thorns kicking things off Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Oil Rain versus Chicago Red Stars Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Washington Spirit versus San Diego Wave FC. Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, North Carolina Courage versus Racing Louisville FC. Saturday at 7 p.m. ET. And then Sunday, another doubleheader to close things out. It's Houston Dash versus Angel City, 7 p.m. ET. And New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC versus Kansas City Current, closing out things uh, Sunday, 6 p.m. ET. Let's start making some picks. I feel like it's been a long time. Since we've done this, even though it's not true, we made some picks just just last weekend, but we're going to make some picks for all the matches uh, this weekend. Perhaps let's let's start with what we consider some of the biggest games this weekend, ones that we're going to keep maybe a little bit closer of an eye on. Let's start with Orlando Pride versus Portland Thorns. This one, again, kicking off uh, things on Friday at 7 p.m. ET. Lisa, when you're when you're looking at these two teams. Who are you picking and why? Why is this one of the biggest games of the weekend for you? I, this match between Orlando and Portland is huge because
3: we remember back, I mean, the international break, it feels like it lasted a lifetime. Uh, so we have to remember back before that when when both of these teams played. And, and you look at a team like Orlando Pride, they were on a bit of a streak picking up points, whether it was ties, uh, getting draws, and, and splitting points with another team. They They had two wins at the end of August there. But they are coming off of a loss to OL Reign, um, but uh, this was a moment that that match against OL Reign was at home at Exploria Stadium, and they're back at home against this Portland Thorns side. So, in speaking with Seb Hines a few weeks ago, the the interim head coach for Orlando Pride, he said that Orlando enters this really tough stretch where they're playing teams like OL Reign, uh, Portland Thorns. Uh, they've got North Carolina Courage also coming up, but they're playing at home those matches. So. They went on the road and they ended up picking up really big wins over teams like San Diego, um, Kansas City. So now that they're at home, can they turn that around, use that to their advantage? When you look at the last match that Orlando played against O.L. Reign, it was 1-1. Orlando ended up scoring first in this game. They picked off a pass from O.L. Rain, and then they got on the board first. And Then they let up a late-game equalizer for Megan Rapinoe, um, who was on a tear <laughs> throughout August. She won NWSL Player of the Month and for very good reason. But she was one of the players that made such an impact in that game against Orlando. So now as as you look at this Portland side, they're coming off back-to-back losses. Their most recent one was a 2-0 loss to San Diego. And and this Portland side is sitting in fourth place of the standings. And and they're a couple points off of that top line because San Diego in number 1 is 31 points, Portland 28 points. And as you mentioned, this is the point in the season where it, it comes down to crunch time because Portland wants to climb the standings. They want to be first or second, get a bye. I mean, they want to be first, get the shield, get a bye in the first week of playoffs. But if they keep dropping points, they'll continue to drop, obviously, in the standings. So this is a, a game that Portland has to win. Meanwhile, Orlando, they're number eight. So they're just outside that playoff bubble. They're looking to continue and go on, on that streak of picking up points. It's at Exploria Stadium which gives the upper hand to Orlando. But I think this Portland side, having a bit of rest, their players coming back from international break now, I, I think I'm going to give the upper hand to Portland Thorns in this okay. match.
2: Listen, I like the pick. I'm uh, I'm leaning towards Portland as well. When I was looking at this particular matchup, I was like, you know, who's who, need, who needs it more? You know, I like that you um, – You highlighted that a little bit right now. I think if you're making the argument for both teams, you could say that they both kind of feel that way, you know, despite Portland um, among the top three, you know, trying to chase the shield. um, You have an Orlando Pride team that went on a really good streak uh, very recently, had that snapped, but they're on the outside looking in. So they are maybe going to play also a little bit with a a certain sense of, of urgency maybe that's different from uh, Portland Thorns and you know we're going early we're going early this morning with, with everybody joining us uh, you know live but I, I'm curious you know because of that we don't necessarily have the availability reports mm-hmm. um, you know coming in, in into this uh, weekend of games so I'm I'm Curious what that looks like for Portland with some of their international players who have, you know, spent time or coming off of that international window. We saw Sophia Smith get a lot of minutes over the course of those two matches with the United States and, um, you know, take a little bit of a knock uh, here and there, quite, quite frankly. So I'm I'm curious of, uh, you know, if she's going to be on a minutes restriction, um, you know, how she's going to look and feel uh, for, for this team. And um, I do think this is a game. That if she's able to go, you know, could be the game where maybe she gets back, you know, some of that um, some of that dog. Right. We'll we'll talk. We'll just label it like that. Some of that. We're we're looking for those goals again. It's like she came back from um, from Cocker Calf Championships and she picked up where she left off. But there was a there's a couple games here prior to heading into this international break that they just participated in where she was, you know, a little bit iced, you know, in front, in front of goals. So I'm curious if, if coming off of these games that she just had two really good performances against another good Nigerian team, that she can carry that into this game and build off of it. So I I do think this defensive shape from Orlando Pride could be a good test, could be the the thing that, you know, uh, you know, Sophia Smith can, can break through and get back to the goal scoring and, um, you know, maybe even, you know, stay stay relevant in that golden boot race. So I, I'm curious if uh, if this has the makings of, of, a, of a draw, but I, I think Portland will have a little bit more, and I'm going to give them um, the edge in this one as well. So I'm going with the Thorns as my pick in this one as well. I, Let's, uh,
3: so I like that you picked Portland as well in this one because – and and you think it'll be close, right? You're, you're dabbling with the idea of a draw. And I totally see that as well. The last time these two sides played, Portland dunked on Orlando. It was 6-0 <laughs> in that game. So I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. I think it'll be much closer. We've seen so much more from Orlando. But we're both sticking with Portland on this one.
2: Yeah, let's look at another uh, big uh, game this weekend. It's going to be OL Reign versus Chicago Red Stars. Uh, they're pretty close in in the table, right? Uh, against each other, and I think this is a, this is a game where you're looking at these two particular teams, and you have to imagine. That the two of them are also keeping an eye um, on what's in in front of them a little bit, Uh, maybe perhaps feeling like that shield is not out of reach when you're looking at anywhere from like a five to six point uh, swing. So I, I do imagine that this this game, they're perhaps viewing it like that a little bit. You've got, again, two teams in the upper half of the table, but in those lower playoff spots and looking at each other and saying, Hey, like this can be one of those, those six point games. If we, if we get the full, you know, win against the, the opposition here. So when you're looking at these two teams, Lisa, do you have uh, an outright winner? Or are you is this the one that you're looking at as a draw? Tell me what you're thinking about this game. Yeah. You've read my mind, Sandra. This is my potential draw
3: for the weekend. Um, I, I think that the way that these two sides shake out and, and, sitting five and six, O.L. Reign and Chicago, respectively, in the standings, as you mentioned, just one point off of each other and four or five points off of the number one role, a number one spot in the standings. I mean, O.L. Reign is coming off back-to-back wins before the international break. The last one against Orlando is the the late game uh, winner by Megan Rapino, but they ended up conceding first in that game, and that's something that O.L. Reign has struggled with. They have these small moments of breakdown. And then they concede. And against a team like Chicago, Chicago will capitalize on that and punish teams for doing that. Now, as you mentioned, the last match we talked about, we don't have availability reports as of now. So the the question marks around Chicago's players, um, whether someone like Pew coming back, um, Neyar coming back from international break, I think both of them should be good to go. But defensively and the structure for Chicago is still a little bit Flexible. There's a little bit of movement there in that back line to see who's available, who can go. If Chris Petricelli has a little bit more depth defensively for the Chicago side, I would perhaps give them the upper hand over OL Reign because Chicago is coming off of a dominant four nil win over racing Louisville, a win that Chicago needed 100%. They had been struggling to put up goals in matches before that one, the, the match just before they conceded for to North Carolina. So scoring was a bit of a struggle for Chicago. And as you mentioned with Sophia Smith, I think Mallory Pugh gets, gets the rub from the national team and getting, two consecutive starts over this international break with the U.S. side in those friendlies. um, Just adding so much to the roster for the U.S., I hope she brings that back to Chicago. And I think that she could. So honestly, I have a draw between these two sides. I I really do. What about you? Who are you looking at here?
2: I I don't blame you. Again, I think there's a number of these games. I think when we're talking about what we're talking about right now in terms of the biggest matches I, you know, this weekend games that we're keeping an eye on, I think you can make a case for any of these couple of matches that we're talking about to try to make the argument for, for a draw, a draw between these teams specifically. And I do think that this one in particular also has, you know, similar, uh, similar arguments, but I'm not going to save my draw for, for this one. I'm, I'm going to go with a winner and listen, it's, it's the final stretch of, of the regular season. So I'm, I'm in Chicago and I'm going Chicago all the way. I'm going to go with the red stars as my pick in, in this one, these two teams, you know, playing um, prior in, in the regular season. Um, It was a, it was an interesting match. It was another one of those, like we saw like kind of those kind of, I don't want to say it was like kind of a, a, a grinder out type of, a match, but it was a narrow scoreline between the two teams and Chicago took all three points at, at home. Um, and they, these two teams typically play each other, you know, pretty closely. They have played to numerous draws before in the past, but I just don't consider these two teams, the similar teams of, of the past. And, and they're both two teams who are, you know, in very different parts of, of their season, uh, Right now. So I'm curious of, you know, if someone like Megan Rapinoe is going to continue that, you know, lights out kind of form that we've been you know seeing from her through through August, you know, into a match like this. Again, another player coming off of that international window. And I'm looking at Chicago and I'm wondering, you know, while they had a, a few players out on international duty for both United States and Canada, I'm curious if maybe the little a bit of extra time off. Aided this team, mm-hmm. aided them, and is helpful for some of the players who are carrying uh, a bit of knocks, you know, into this point of the season. We're starting to see very small minutes from somebody like Morgan Gatra and if she is someone that they are working back slowly, they don't have a lot of time left to do that. So I'm curious if if she's able to to, to have some more minutes in this game. And, and listen, if she does, this is a player that can absolutely calm things down in the middle third for the Chicago Red Stars yeah. team. And when you're looking at midfield versus midfield, I think a lot of it is going to be dictated, um, you know, there between, between these two, two sides. So um, Vanessa DiBernardo and, and, and Danny Cotolico have been having excellent seasons for Chicago in, in their midfield. So I, I, I don't blame you for going with a draw, but I also you know, wouldn't be surprised if, if this ends up being another one of those kind of narrow, close matches. But maybe there's a winner on the end of it, and I'm going to be hopeful that it's uh, that it's Chicago. So we'll see. Uh, last one for the biggest games that we're going to be keeping a special eye on this weekend. We've got Houston Dash taking on Angel City FC. Houston Dash hanging out in that top three. They've also got the shield in their sights. Angel City still on the outside looking in they have gone weeks weeks Mm -hmm. now just looking at either that fifth or sixth spot trying to have the game that will propel them into the top six and they're going to be going up against a pretty heavy hitter here lisa do you have a winner in this one I mean, the heavy hitter in Houston,
3: 100%, the heavy hitter in this match. <laughs> it's one of the, the the biggest matches of the weekend. I was just talking with someone who who follows the NWSL closely, but has been incredibly busy with other stuff this summer. And they were looking at the standings, and they were like, Houston, number two. And I was like, where have you been? This yeah, team wake is on fire right now they're incredibly incredibly fun to watch um they're coming off of uh, houston dash is coming off of a draw and, and a loss prior to that um but but before that it six matches for houston where they were picking up points they were on a run meanwhile angel city they're on a little bit of a run themselves four games undefeated um but during this international break they did play the mexican national team where they suffered a loss we saw different player rotation um and i think moments like that really help a team like angel city where other players are getting minutes um for for starters and and players that play 90 minutes when they get the opportunity to sit on the bench and watch a game unfold, you end up learning so much more because it gives you a different perspective, and and you're not just pissed off because you're not on the pitch, but you're actually learning from what's happening with the player in in your position is doing on the pitch, so you can help them, and that in turn helps yourself. So I think Angel City does have a little bit of an advantage there with with their four undefeated that um, they're star players and their starters ended up getting a rest over this international break they didn't play in in that competition. Um, but going up against this Houston side that is 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 on a tear as you mentioned Maria Sanchez, a player that, did play in this international break against Angel City. She has a little bit of um, understanding as to what's to come in this match. I think Ebony Salmon has also done a fantastic job. When you look at the back line for Houston, they have moments where they've struggled this year, but overall it's much tighter now for Houston defensively than it was earlier in the season. And and the fact that Houston's number two in the standings, 29 points, just two points off of that number one spot that san diego holds at the top i think houston's gonna win this one over angel city i want to i want to see them keep going i i don't know i'm on I'm riding this like houston yeah. dash roller coaster right oh, now yeah
2: look that dash dash the the f on right like that's <laughs> that's the energy right now like they're absolutely rolling with it i'm uh I'm with you. I wanna, I wanna continue to see them make a push for for number one. You know, I think, I think no matter what, they've got their, um, they definitely have their first ever NWSL regular season post postseason appearance, like in their sights, right? This yeah. is like one thing they can finally check off. Um, but I mean, within that, they're competing, potentially competing for so much more, like. They absolutely, again, they absolutely have something like the shield in, in their sights. It's not unrealistic for them at, at this point um, in, in the season. Um, and I just really like their individual pieces, you know, that they have on um, on the pitch uh, for, for Houston. I, I I think it's a little bit disrespectful, quite frankly, that Katie Norton wasn't listed for you know team of the month uh, in August, and she hasn't been listed uh, to to my recollection. And anyone can please correct me if I'm wrong, but. I don't think she's been named to any team of the month um, this this year, and she's been an absolute staple for for that team on their back line in in this incredible season that they've uh, you know been having. She's been like the the constant for for them, quite quite frankly. She has been for years, frankly. She has been the constant in the back line for Houston for years. So I think you know, sort of having you know, someone like that, being able to not just anchor, but quarterback your mm-hmm. defensive back line. And then, you know, having, making the off season move and signing for somebody like Maria Sanchez, the mid season move for somebody like an Ebony Salmon. I think it's, it's finally all coming together for this franchise, perhaps at the, at the right time. And, you know, who would uh, imagine that that, that would be the case, you know, when you're losing somebody like a, a, a Rachel Daly, but they, they have, they seem to be, you know, handling all of these things coming their way, and um, I, I would like to continue, continue to see them go ahead and and continue on this, and this this really impressive run. So I'm I'm also going with Houston um, in this match uh, for for the weekend. Um, I'm hopeful that we're gonna get to come back here and, and be correct. But you know, we love to come back on onto the recaps and and uh, check and see if uh, if we're right or wrong. Um, but uh, let's let's make some other picks, Lisa. Washington Spirit versus San Diego Wave FC, who you got?
3: Uh, so this match, um, who do we have? Washington, San Diego, Washington is struggling, right, coming off of that draw versus Houston. Um, they let up a stoppage time equalizer in that match. They've also got a new interim coach because Angela Salem coached the last time Washington was out, so now they have Alberton Montoya, who coached collegiately Santa Clara, um Stanford WPSL uh WPS he also coached Nicole Barnhart Kelly O'Hara players at Washington Spirit so they have a bit of stability back in Washington um and and San Diego back-to-back wins before the international break they're at the top of the standings is this the week that Washington gets their very first win since the start of the season no San Diego, I have them taking the win in this one. Um, I I think that Alex Morgan's on a bit of a tear right now and coming back from international break, she's pumped up, she's fired, she's ready to go. I I give it to
2: San Diego in this one. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you as well. I just, um, again, I do wonder if some of this time off perhaps is going to help a team like the spirits, but unclear, right? Uncertain to be determined. That's one of the, that's sort of the energy right now, but uh, I I have a little bit of the opposite feeling of that. When we're looking at a team like San Diego, Uh, look, with so many few games remaining for for some of these teams, especially the top three of these standings, I think San Diego is is looking at those ambitions, the similar ambitions of a Houston Dash team, but trying to accomplish these things in their inaugural season, making a postseason, p- potentially winning a shield, um, going far in the playoffs, maybe winning the whole damn thing, right? Like all of those things are are probably on uh, their list, but they've only got. X amount of games to, to try to make that happen. And I like the energy coming out of the team. I'm also going with the wave um, in this one. I don't know if Alex Morkin is going to be coming in and, and, and adding to her tally for the for the golden boot race. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she does, but I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't either, right? We, we sometimes see that it needs to be a game or two to get readjusted after coming out of of national team duty sometimes for the players as they return to the league. So we'll see how that, that looks for them. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't like to see, you know, uh, somebody else be able to get those goals, whether it's somebody like uh, Amir Ali, right? Or even a Jacobson who has um, provided some interesting looks for them, you know, out on the wing. So I'm going with San Diego in this one. Uh, we uh, have uh, some some high hopes for them, right? I think uh, in, in this season, hopefully they come and improve us right with this pick as well. Let's take a look at this next match. North Carolina Courage versus Racing Louisville. Again, two, team, two bottom half teams. But uh, we're looking at two teams with two very different energies right now at the fi- during the final month of uh, this regular season. Who you got in this one, Lisa? I have North Carolina picking up the win.
3: They are uh, coming up um, uh, on after a midweek match that they just played. They ended up winning over Gotham, but only scoring a goal and it was kind of a sloppy one at that a bit redirected, but Hey, they put the pressure on, they ended up getting the goal at the end of that match. And, and they, they're coming off games where they're scoring goals two before that three before that four goals before that three before that They they know how to find the back of the net. I think that North Carolina is going to come out um, and, and show this racing Louisville side, what they're made of racing level. They're on a bit of a skid, right? They're coming off of that, four nil loss to Chicago red stars before that it was a slew of draws three in a row they really are just struggling at this point and North Carolina is trying to shift into a different gear so I have North Carolina for sure
2: yeah I'm with you I, I don't know if I don't know if there was a word that we could have used for what racing was going through whether it was something like a slump or a skid or what because they just weren't picking up wins but they also definitely Weren't, they weren't losing, but they definitely weren't getting the wins. So it's just like um, it's a confusion, quite, quite frankly. They've got two total wins on the season this year. You, you hit it right on the head, coming off a really tough loss. Again, maybe maybe a team, another one of these teams that is going to benefit a little bit from from the break. Maybe somebody like Savannah DeMello is, is going to come in and score another banger, you know, that we've seen her do off of these sort of dead ball situations, um, you know, because we didn't see her get uh, minutes uh, to, uh, during, during the uh, national team game games uh, that she was invited to be uh, a part of and participate in um so i'm curious as to how she's going to look uh for this team on on her um return and i'm curious um you know to see if if what this team's going to look like uh you know without somebody like a, a Freya Allison right there was some news that broke um around both these teams quite frankly for for news and, and signings um for for either side but but some going to Real Madrid i think you know it's you're 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 losing a piece for the remainder of this season if you're racing and um, again I just think that North Carolina is playing with an entirely different type of, of energy and I think they are definitely going to pick up uh, all three points in in this match. Uh, last one for for NWSL action we've got New Jersey New York Gotham FC versus Kansas City Current. Um, I like how we kind of spaced these out, Lisa, because we, we were talking about biggest matches that we want to keep an eye on over the weekend, and we're talking about a couple of teams here towards the end of this NWSL segment who have been struggling a little bit this season and we've gone from Racing Louisville to, to Gotham FC. What's, what, what are we looking at in, in this one when you're looking at a team like like Gotham going up against a team like Kansas City?
3: I mean, I think we're we're looking at goals from a Kansas City side. Uh, Gotham is at home. This game will be played at Red Bull Arena, but Kansas City is on this unbelievable run, picking up points undefeated in, in match after match after match after match. And Gotham is just really, really struggling right now. They have not even picked up points in a draw um, in an in incredibly long time. They have basically no points heading into this one. So yeah. I'm giving this one to Kansas City. They're going to come out guns blazing. Um, they, they've got a great facility that they're they're in with. We talked about that national team rub. Haley Mace coming back from getting minutes with the national team over this international break. I give Kansas City the win.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I just um... – Gotham, we were talking a little bit about that game that they just uh, came off of. And during the recap, we were like, God, it was almost going to be not a loss. Like it maybe wasn't going to be a win, but they were almost not going to lose. And it would have been like their first point that they picked up in weeks, 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 weeks. And unfortunately, um, conceding that that sort of late late time to goal. And, um, I'm, I'm wondering, and again, curious how they're going to look with some of their, their pieces back in the mix, right. Whether it's, it's purse or Mewis, what's mm-hmm. this team look like going up against, uh, you know, really hot Kansas city side, but I'm going with the current as well. You know, they, they just got too good a form right now. Um, congrats to, to their players. They've got three players on, on the, on the team of the month for, for August. Um, and you know, one of them being Lola Bonta, who's been massive for them in 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 the midfield. So uh, I'm I'm going to be looking for another big performance from from that player in particular against a team like Gotham. And hopefully, they prove us right and uh, make a, make us look like geniuses because we made we made those picks. So we've got more picks for you though. It's not just NWSL. We're going to be making picks for Women's Super League. We're going to break that down right after a quick break.
1: Passion, drive, and patience.
2: this weekend it marks the start of women's super league you can catch all of the matches on paramount plus you can watch our previews our deep dives our 101 episodes that dropped earlier in the week if you're new to women's super league check out the 101 we talk about uh you know women's super league what it is teams involved the breakdown of things there and we took a really uh, deep dive with uh Sophie Lawson um we chatted all about uh WSL and um you know maybe dark horse teams to take a look uh, look at and and players to, to keep an eye on and uh, it was a really really fun conversation and we were really happy to have her on the show so check those out if you need some preppers for WSL matches this weekend. We've got Tottenham versus Manchester United Saturday, 7:30 a.m. Eastern. It's gonna be the complete opposite of NWSL as I'm looking at some of these kickoff times. Chelsea versus West Ham, Sunday, 7:30 a.m. Eastern, Everton versus Leicester City, Sunday, 8 a.m. Triple Header for Sunday. Reading versus Liverpool, also Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Brighton versus Aston Villa, also Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern. And then we've got Manchester City versus Arsenal at 2 p.m. Eastern. I have a funny feeling that that's <laughs> going to be a heavily watched match for, uh, you know, those of us watching in the United States. But um, let's make a couple picks here, Lisa, because, you know, similar to NWSL, we're going to be keeping our eye on, a, on on some matches, ones that we think might be really big matches to sort of kick off all of the action this season in WSL. Let's let's start with Tottenham versus Man United. Again, this one kicking off at seven thirty a.m. Eastern. First of all, are you going to wake up with me and watch this game? I mean, seven thirty is quite
3: early, but sure, why not? I'll be up. Why not? <laughs> why, not? <laughs> why not? Why not? We got to watch this one. But even if if fans don't catch it live we'll have the highlights on I'm attacking third youtube um i think you can re-watch the matches on the paramount plus app as well um not sure. We'll see how that goes this weekend. But from my understanding, you should be able to catch them all. Paramount Plus, attacking third, YouTube, anywhere you want. But this this opening match that we're chatting about, Tottenham versus uh, Man United. Looking back to last year, Man United they finished fourth, forty two points. They're they're the top four front runner in this Super League. Meanwhile, Tottenham they were they finished fifth, but they had thirty two points. So ten point drop off from. United to Tottenham in last year's finish. You look at um some of the players uh that Tottenham has acquired, especially for NWSL fans, uh Ongar James, Haas James has gone from Orlando to Tottenham, and Amy Turner from Orlando Pride is also with Tottenham. So some familiar faces there for the American fan base. Uh, but but Manchester United, it's their second year with Mark Skinner, who who was formerly with Orlando Pride, actually. And It's now time for him to kind of sink his teeth into this team. We know coaches, when they come in uh, their first season, they're trying to implement a lot of different things, bring in different players. But now that it's Skinner's second year, he can really take whatever they did last year and move it forward into this season. They signed um, Lucia Garcia uh, from Atletico Bilbo in Spain. She had 161 appearances, 63 goals, 24-year-old attacking player on the left side. She is probably one of the biggest signings over this summer and Manchester United picked her up in the preseason. Uh, United played PSG. They won that game. They, They lost to Bayern Munich. So they've had the competition and now it's time to put it into action. I mean, United wants to be a top finisher, get into the Champions League. They were one spot off of the Champions League last year. So now is their chance to do it. And it all starts with this first match. I have United taking the win.
2: So you're going Manchester United. All right. I was I was curious mm-hmm. if maybe you were gonna go the way of of the you know your the, the men's team that you follow, which is the Spurs, right? So yeah, no. <laughs> I was like maybe maybe because she she follows Spurs, like she you might pick time in, in this one. But you know what? I like that you weren't swayed uh by your affinity for them. I like that you're going with with the with the Red Devils here. But look, not to start things off controversial, but I'm going to go with a draw in this one i think that there's enough here between these two teams to kind of play things out and sort of even things out i like the way they're matched i think they're pretty evenly matched i i also think it's it's the it's match day 1 it's we're kicking things off you know officially for this for this campaign and we're all excited about it but listen there might still be a bit of kicking of you know kicking off some of that rust trying to make sure that your your passes are crisp trying to make sure that you're like getting connected with your teammates, building that cohesion still. And I'm not too sure if this is going to be like maybe one of those games where we're going to get some really big, heavy hitting type of of action. I would love to come back on there and be incorrect, but Mm -hmm. I really think that this one has the makings of a draw, and I'm going with the draw between these two teams. Let's take a look at Chelsea versus West Ham. This one also kicking off at 7.30 a.m., but you'll catch it on Sunday when we're looking at these two teams. Lisa, who do you got? Uh, For these matches, I mean, it's reigning champions
3: Chelsea against the number six finisher last year in in West Ham. Um, West Ham signed nine players over the summer, and (laughs) and they brought in some good players. Uh, Riza Shimizu, a defender from Tokyo Verde, Beliza, who who fans – american fans saw at the women's cup Mm -hmm. this summer in in racing louisville um they signed kira flannery english midfielder from arsenal they signed uh, christy smith from man united so west ham's bulking up a bit they they want to be a contender they want to climb the standings a little bit but against a team like chelsea three-time reigning champions heading into this one they also acquired some some heavy hitters lucy watson the english winner Uh, winger from Sheffield United, and of course, Canadian international, Kadisha Buchanan, uh, the defender from Lyon. She's with Chelsea now. I think she's going to be a huge, huge piece in this Chelsea defense. They've still got Sam Kerr up top. I'm going with Chelsea in this one. I think that this is such a fun, uh, great game to watch Sunday morning because the fact that we get to see how Chelsea performs and what they're going to do this year. If there are any changes that come out, um, if if it's in their formation or maybe their style of play, we get to see Sam Kerr in her form, how, how she took this off season and how she's going to head into this year. But over West Ham, I think they'll put up a bit of a challenge. It might be a bit scrappy at times, uh, but I still give the the W to Chelsea at the end of this.
2: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I'm I'm picking the blues in, in this one as well. I'm so amped to be able to, you know, watch Sam Kerr perform uh with Chelsea being able to cover her for a few years here in Chicago while she was with the Red Stars. It was was a phenomenal era for the team. And quite frankly, I think she's just gotten better as she continues her seasons and her professional career with Chelsea uh, in the women's super league. So I just look at these two teams. And while I really like some of the signings that West Ham has made and try to sort of, you know, give themselves a little bit of a, you know, an added boost into this upcoming season to try to make a run perhaps in the middle of the table, just don't know if that's going to be enough for this first game of the season, and I'm going to be going with Chelsea as well. Let's do one-third biggest WSL match that we're going to be keeping an eye on this weekend. It's going to be Manchester City versus Arsenal. Who do you got in this one, Lisa? This one's kicking off at Sunday, 2 p.m. Oh, you're muted, Belle. Oh, sorry about that. This is this is a huge
3: game, um, City versus Arsenal. This uh, lots of trades happening between these two sides. Um, I'm trying to re. redirect this back to american fan bases kim little that was with ol rain this summer she's with arsenal she's back over there um you can also see lena herdig traded from juventus to arsenal the swedish international forward meanwhile man city um they they picked up some players just yesterday english midfielder kira walsh uh from barcelona and and after the euros right ellen white retired After winning the Euros English International, she played with City for years. So she is now off this roster. Lucy Bronze left Manchester City for Barcelona at the end of last season. Um, Manager Gareth Taylor has some decisions to make in terms of who's going to start, what's going to happen here, how this team is going to look, especially against an Arsenal side that's – Looking to get wins, right, and pick up points as both of these sides are. Um, I think this one was tricky for me. I almost dubbed this one as a draw. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I'm going to go with Arsenal. With, with the loss of players like white, bronze for City, I, I think that finding um, that goal-scoring attack for them is going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, so I'm going to give the upper hand to Arsenal in this one. Who do you have? City, oh, wow. Arsenal. What are your what are your picks on this?
2: Are we, I think we might be going to for two here because as I was looking at these two teams and their head to head, I just think the familiarity that mm-hmm. the Gunners have here amongst each other, amongst their team, returning players, right? Midama, they didn't have to worry about that. They ended up, you know, there were headlines around that. Like, is she coming? Is she going to return? Is she going to go? Like, what's what's going to happen? But they've got her back and they don't have to worry about that. Kim Little, right, always a, a threat in, in the mix for for, for this team. And uh, taking a look at that and knowing that they have that familiarity, that's not something that they're going to have to worry about maybe um, – you know, making those adjustments or getting used to in in these early phases of the season, it's already going to be there in terms of the chemistry between some of these players who typically get tagged for the starting 11s here. And I'm not too sure if Garrett Taylor and Manchester City are going to have that same energy. I believe in Bunny Shaw. I want to <laughs> see her thrive in women's super league. And she, again, Samota Sam, a player that I'm very excited to continue to watch on the regular through uh paramount plus and all the matches on, on, uh, on the app. But I don't know if it's going to happen uh, in this particular game, in this match day one of the season. So I'm also going with Arsenal as my pick for this weekend of the biggest women's Super League matches to keep an eye on. It's an exciting time for us here at Attacking Third, isn't it? We're so thrilled to uh, welcome a Women's Super League coverage, Women's Super League matches into the fold of the CBS family. And we want to make sure that you all watch it whenever you can. So thanks so much for joining us today on Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we'll go live. Start of Women's Super League this weekend. Watch it on Paramount Plus, and we will be back this week with so much more for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third.
1: Ready? Go! Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hang on! It's off the chart spectacular.